The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you the strike point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another live show of Strike Point. I'm David Naylor, and as normal, Mikkel Denib is my partner in crime. Are you there, Mikkel, old chum? Yeah, I am, definitely. And uh, we're live again. Um, last Monday, you were away. You were on uh, Affiliate for You conference in London. And uh, I sure hope that you're going to tell us a little bit about that. Yes, certainly will. It was a very busy first day for me. I had four sessions back to back. So by the end of those, I, I couldn't speak at the end of it, uh, <laughs> which was kind of a little bit kind of like, uh, um, the weird thing with like affiliates for you is that because the name of it makes it sound like it's very affiliate centric and it isn't. You know what I mean? I think it's one of the best kept secrets at the moment um, in the search conference space. You know what I mean? You've got good speakers there. It's like there was obviously myself, um, Will from Distilled, uh, Patrick from Branded3, uh, Richard Baxter from SEO Gadget. So we had a lot of like high-end English um, companies represented there, all SEO agencies. And I think one of the main reasons why you get the SEOs there is the fact that affiliates, where there's affiliates, there's merchants. And where there's merchants, there's, well, very large uh, clients, I guess. Um, so it's, it's, it is. It's very much centric to um, SEO, merchants and affiliate side of it at the end of the day both have websites and the things we need to overcome to get those websites uh, ranking and I did an advanced session at the beginning of it and talked a little about HT access files and stuff like that and then someone turned around and said oh that wasn't very advanced I'm like oh. it's like there's six seven hundred people in that auditorium you can't you know what I mean it's like I think that's one of the hardest things when you tag something as being advanced yeah. how you actually do that balance between what really is advanced and what really isn't advanced um, so yeah it was a bit of a, a bit of a tricky one um, I was hoping that I kind of got the mixture right but maybe in some kind of weird way I didn't yet again I was total failure <laughs> um, but it is, though, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, 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 I, I think it's impossible to, to satisfy everybody in an audience with 700 people uh, when there is such a big spread in, in knowledge and, and, um, and expectations to what advance really is. And, and it's, it's just an impossible job because no matter how advanced you're going to make it, there's still going to be people left that said, oh, we already knew that. That wasn't particularly advanced. And... Um, but but at the same time you, you you're losing more and more of the rest of the audience, the more advanced you get, because yeah. even even you know a lot of the people that goes to an advanced session, um, are really not that very advanced themselves. But they want to learn. I mean, 
as, as I think we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, I, I enjoy going to listen to presentations that are way beyond my my knowledge. <laughs> I like to go and listen to really interesting programmers or or people with crazy ideas way beyond what I, what I've been thinking about. Uh, even if I don't understand all of it, even if I you know understand seventy five percent of it or even fifty percent of it, I can still you know, gain a lot from it. Um, but I don't think you can ever make it advanced enough for to satisfy everybody. <laughs> no, never. Um, you know what I mean? Because you're going to get people there with with very with very similar skill sets to to myself. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like that. Then anything that I'm actually saying there for after is not advanced to them. It's exactly what they know. You know what I mean? So. Um, it is hard, you know what I mean. It's one of those ones where you tr- you really do try to make sure that you give good coverage for everybody. Um, and it's hard. I think it's also it's also to some degree a, a wrong expectation of what you get from a conference. If you are very advanced, if you are at the same level that that you are, maybe buyer, maybe some other people in, in business, and you go to the conference. It is it is um, unrealistic to expect that you're going into session after session and learn completely new things you didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, but but what I think you can is first of all when you go to the sessions and you see presentations from equally good uh, people in the business, uh, you can confirm that what you're doing is 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 what other people are doing too. You can confirm some theories and stuff, and and that might be very helpful as well. And then because those people are at the the conference. And if you want to pick it up and, and, and talk more about the issues, you can you can uh, exchange more detailed ideas outside the sessions, as we yeah. talked about many times before, in the bar you know, or wherever you go and do that. Um, or, or even ask questions in the sessions, you know what I mean? It's like I'm very much one of those people that if it's just me on a, on a session – by myself, which the advanced one that I was doing, I was by myself, then I don't mind people interrupting me. You know what I mean? I don't mind someone sort of like throwing a hand up or shouting out a question. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, I'd rather that happen that way than people just sit there and not want me to expand on something. Because, I mean, I had to do an hour-long session, well, 45 minutes with 15 minutes Q&A, talking about server-side, on-page SEO and link building. Well, you know what I mean? I could talk for hours on any one of those subjects. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So you, can, you can't, you know what I mean? And there's, there's no way of quickly getting in 15 minutes um, that ABC, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it just doesn't happen. Um, but I think the tricky thing with, with breaking up a presentation and taking answers uh, or questions on, on the way is that it's not always the people who ask questions that are, are representing the larger uh, uh, group. Uh, I mean, some, sometimes it's you get these uh, questions that are too specific or, or, or too, you know, just interesting for, for, for the one that asked them, uh, and 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 where it's clearly not, you know, guiding the the, the majority of of your audience. Um, to something better, and so it's not always, it's not always a, a good way to solve it. Um, uh, but I don't know for sure what is what is the best way. Yeah, it's, except uh, it as is, we as, except as we talk about, I, I tend to go 
I tend to go a little more advanced than, than, than what I used to because I do see more and more people going to the conferences that um, whether they, they, they are very advanced themselves or not are, are specifically seeking the advanced information and um, they, they seem to be more and more happy the more advanced it is. So uh, yeah. I tend to go in that, in that direction. Yeah. What, um, no, what sessions just, did, um, did you do at the conference? Um, I did the three pillars of SEO, which is obviously technical, on-page and off-page. Um, then I did Ranking Factors 2010. That was that was awesome. That that was me, um, Will from Distilled and Dixon, and that was very much kind of like let's discuss the things that we've been seeing. I think that what that was one of the ones that really was over the you know what I mean it's the information that came out of that one was most probably the best one. Then I did a negative SEO one, which there was massive disclaimers about if you do this you <laughs> will go to prison um type stuff. And I basically talked about um people basically filling up the SERPs with false reviews and stuff like this, filling up Google Maps and Google uh, Base with false reviews and then basically targeting people saying, give me money and I'll take it down sort of thing. And I showed like some of the techniques of using um, like who the target was going to be, what conduit you're going to use, like whether you're going to use Yahoo Answers or YouTube or whatever, and then basically the community, how you drive that, how you control it. Um, and then obviously we looked at things. <clears throat> we all did like one quick set like presentation, and then from there we discussed further on in the end how what other things you could do from things like um, ringing up HR department and asking for resumes of their SEOs and stuff like this. I mean, being totally disruptive, posting up, um, if there's a SEO manager there, posting up an SEO manager's job for that company on job boards and stuff like Just basically everything you could possibly think of from link building to them with bad karma. Um, so it was definitely one of those ones where it was really kind of like very aggressive um but there was big disclaimers on it we did it mainly due to the fact that you need to know what could possibly happen to you not these are good sound advice things to go out and do um you yeah know what I, mean? so, it, I think it's it's the whole the whole uh, topic uh, is very interesting uh, from from a lot of different angles i think we should uh, explore that a little more but uh, i think we need to take a small break to introduce our sponsors of the show. So if you stay with us for a couple of minutes, we will be back. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. 
my.afcon2010.com my.afcon2010.com your social media source for AFCON 2010 the trade show where affiliates always attend for free sign up today at my.afcon2010.com check out photos and videos from our past events plus check out our blog and discussion forums start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at my.afcon2010.com sign up today at my.afcon2010.com if you're looking for a new multifaceted seo and social media tool set look for the raven raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi and welcome back to Strike Point. Um, before the break, we we're talking a little bit about um, some of the things that we discussed at the uh, conference last week, which was Affiliates for You Expo. And I think me and Mikkel are going to discuss a little bit about Negative O. Negative O? <laughs> Negative SEO, even. <laughs> Negative O. That's what it should be called Negative Optimization. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, yeah, I think the best person I ever saw do one of these was again at an affiliates for you conference, and it was uh, Ziff, and that guy just tapped into so many things that I hadn't even never thought about doing. Um, he was the guy that came up with basically ringing up the company and saying, "Hi, can I have a reference for Jeff?" You know, when Jeff was one of their senior SEOs. Um, other ones that we discussed was <coughs> um, burning link networks by basically collecting, basically getting a URL, buying as many uh, links on that U on that URL as humanly possible, knowing that the target was already buying links in that network. And then basically blogging about on a high profile blog the whole link selling marketplace. And then Google would have to investigate all those places where you'd bought the links from and then find the client that you were targeting, bump and down they would go. So it's a little it's one of those ones where it's like um there's clever ways of taking people out of the search. Um, but I, I still like one of your favorite ones of fighting negative, well, not so much negative SEO, but it's stopping the competitors knowing what you're doing by cloaking the content of the site to their office IP addresses and their home IP addresses. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. You know, it's just thinking out the box a little bit, isn't yeah. it? It's like, um, yeah, and I think I, yeah, I definitely think that there, there are different ty uh, types of, of and then degrees of negative SEO. Um, and if you if you take a very broad view of, uh, on it and, and say it's everything that you somehow how do to target your competitors, teasing them, making their life a little more difficult or whatever it is that you're doing, um, then I think there's certain things that you 
can definitely do and maybe should do. I mean, like like you mentioned, if if you have problem with if you're running a web shop, it, it's a very old school thing to do actually. But if you're running a web shop and every time you take down your prices ten cent, uh, your your closest competitor takes it down eleven cents, like this yeah. two minutes after, and it's very obvious to you that they are constantly monitoring your website and constantly keeping their prices two cents below yours. In that case, of course, as you say, it's pretty easy to to cloak them and basically give them a different price set. <laughs> yeah. And and, so and adjust whatever way you want to you want to take that or spin that. Uh, it, it, I mean, of course, it's not a perfect solution because if they take it from home or something, you know, on a different computer or some wireless network or something, then uh, of course they're gonna they're gonna see it. But it it, it may work for some time. <laughs> and and I think things like that doesn't really fall into a category to me as being very aggressive uh, because you're not really attacking uh, you you're you're just uh, adjusting you know it's it's there's a difference between that and then uh, buying up crap links or or, or or reporting or outing or you know that, that there's different degrees of, of aggressiveness in, in, in negative SEO and I think once you move into the more aggressive stuff and of course you can move into super aggressive stuff uh, I mean if it, eventually you could you could hire hackers to take down your competitors sites if you if you wanted that or add robots or tick files to their site or whatever you wanted and and that's of course totally illegal and 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 so I mean that that it's a very broad broad area and of course I don't think you should do anything illegal uh, not even if it's fun <laughs> no uh, no it's it's because that's not that's just not the way to do business um, and and I also tend to think that sometimes some people get caught up too much in in negative uh, work uh, I think it's good to focus on your competitors especially in a space like search where. You you have a set amount of searches um, for for any given keyword, and and there's ten listings in the top or five listings if you take the very top, and 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 you're competing for that literally. So so then of course you need to look very much on your competitors and what they're doing to 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 beat that. But being too focused on the negative side of it, trying to hurt competitors instead of the other side of it, trying to improve your own business and your own visibility and whatever you want to do. Uh, tend to, I don't know, drive a, a the wrong mentality and in the, the wrong spirit in your company. If you wake up every morning and think, how can I hurt my competitors instead of thinking, how can I improve my business? It just creates a different mindset. And 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 I think being being too focused on the negative side of it doesn't really uh, create the right mindset for 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 good business. Yeah. No. It's just like it's. Beat your competition by outsmarting your competition, not by knocking your competition below you. You know what I mean? It's it's how I've always got on in life anyway. You know what I mean? There's one person I mean, who's there, always there's, there's there's of course there's the, there are uh, cases where I would attack uh, competitors. Like I was just talking to a prospect today, and and one of his, his new competitors that came up very recently. Um, they they're both selling a, a very well known brand online um, among other things, but they both sell this uh, this particular brand which drives a lot of their business. And this competitor came up and he he got himself a local uh, domain name that includes the brand. And this brand owner do not allow that. Um, and of course, they're gaining a little bit of advantage by having the the brand name in the domain and stuff for that particular for, for those particular keywords with that brand name in. And so, in that case, I was I was saying to, to the prospect, 
maybe maybe you should actually send the link to uh, the lawyers of that brand because what they're doing is obviously not right you know you're not allowed to, to book domain names with other no. brands and and, and, and if and, you want and so that, that, would be, that could, of course could be considered negative SEO because you're reporting him to to the company's lawyers and eventually they may take down his domain and then of course it, it's going to make life a little easier for you but on the other yeah. hand it, it, what he's doing is wrong so so you know, in that case, I think it's okay to be a little aggressive. Yeah, I mean, it's like you take the one that the FTC just settled just recently, possibly even today, maybe. What's the date? Yeah, it was today. Um, the guys that was doing that Google Money Tree and Google Pro and Google Treasure Chest, um, yeah. the, the, obviously the FTC has basically clamped down on those guys and just yeah. said you've got to pay back three million in cash and strip them of cars, motorcycles, and they're not allowed to trade on the internet and all the rest of it. So that there's one company that what was let me I I don't want to get um, sued. Online marketer that falsely claimed ties to Google has been forced to stop operations as part of the FTC action. It has also resulted in the defendants giving up about three point five million in cash and other assets, a part of the broad operations on the scammers that. Um, basically, con consumers into yeah. signing up to this. You know, I mean, earn money quick on the internet stuff. One hundred thousand dollars a month, um, or one. And I think, and I think that I think it's a very good idea to 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 attack uh, scammers like that. If if they, yeah. for instance, and even if they are in your market, even if they're competing for the same budgets as you are, the same target market, uh, I think it would be okay to to be aggressive against uh, competitors like that because what they are doing is eventually wrong. Um, yeah. But again, I think for the most part of it, you should be focusing on all the good stuff that you can do rather than reporting all the bad stuff your competitors are doing. Of course, you should watch them closely. Um, also, you know, there's, there's I, I had, you know, I, I, I can't count how many times I had competitors uh, or, or clients uh, asking me, can you take down uh, this website? You know, because this this competitor is an asshole or whatever it is, and they just want to get rid of them. Um, or whatever, you maybe maybe it's a hurtful site of some kind, or I don't know. They just want to take down. They want you know heavily aggressive negative SEO, uh, and and most of the times, the techniques that you can use to do that is not very scientific to say the least you know or maybe they are scientific but they just doesn't work all the time uh, sometimes they just doesn't work sometimes it you know like like they, they have been variations of buying up uh, tons of, 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 of crap links in, in crap networks to try and, 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 and kick out uh, certain websites sometimes it does work but sometimes it, it, it actually at least temporarily improves the competitors uh, 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 link value and and, yeah. and and sometimes a journalist or something finds out, no, no matter how, but find out that you did it. And then you are suddenly being brought out in light for doing something very, very unethical. And, and yeah. then it's your company. So, so it may work, it may not work, and it may hurt you. So giving that uh, risk profile, I think in most cases, just not worth doing, doing these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like... I mean, obviously, uh, I, I wish Google would make up their mind what they're going to call it, but it's like Google suggests Google Instant, and now they've renamed it yet again to Google Autocomplete. <laughs> but if you can get a brand name plus scam or fraud 
as a suggestion, I can guarantee that people will search for that. Guarantee it because you you don't want people are still scared of the internet. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, and that and, and that's why people like you know what I mean that you find someone that is basically saying, "Yay, this is the best um, ten SEO companies in the world," and it's all independent and it's it's all done by these big algorithms. Then you find out it's who pays the most most on top of the list. Um, yeah. It's. Well, people don't realize that you know what I mean people don't understand that it was a paid placement it's the same as like when you look at um, hotel reviews if someone's got a negative campaign about those so you're searching for a hotel and it comes up with things like Hotel Dave Naylor dirty Hotel Dave Naylor disgusting Hotel D- Dave, Nata- Dave Naylor what a crap hole you know what I mean <laughs> even if it's a nice hotel you're still going to check out those reviews, and that really can hurt a business. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a weird kind of setup. You know what I mean? That people spend so much money on trying to ensure that they get these good rankings. Um, it's so easy, especially with Google Auto Complete now. You know what I mean? It's gonna, it, it, you can force that, and once you start forcing it, then that's it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. done, really, Annie. It's very hard to come back from that. And then what, the only way to come back from it is to rank websites for pos for you know what I mean um, positive connotations of the negative phrases. But then you're breaking the law. You know what I mean? It's like because you're not allowed to go and create false reviews if you're the owner of Hotel Dave Naylor. Well, is Hotel that, Dave Naylor out there? I do apologize. I'm sure that there isn't. I was just <laughs> as an example. But isn't that, uh, isn't that just a suggestion in, in the EC or is it just a law in the UK? Because it's, uh, 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 as it's far as I think it's a law in America as well. Okay, because I it, I know that it's been discussed in 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 the EU whether to have that law across Europe, uh, but as far as I know, it's not been implemented. Uh, I don't even know if it's uh, if it's agreed on yet, but I know that it's not implemented in Denmark. Um, so legally, you can still do fake reviews. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a guy that it's certainly in the US. I'm sure there was a guy that just got a big heavy fine. <coughs> The FTC, um, basically, he was put even just put, put things like about his hotel saying it's like truly amazing, gorgeous, you know what I mean, fantastic. Um, and basically, because he was looking like he was a consumer, they said that that had influenced other consumers and they gave him a, a nasty slap on the wrist. Um, which is like, yeah, so we should, you know what I mean? It's like, it's if I went around all the SEO forums and said how awesome I was. Um, you know what I mean. So it's you can't go far wrong than that, can you? You know what I mean. It's like that. That's the sort of thing you don't want. You don't want people saying this product is fantastic. Um, well, a, I'm, yeah, a little, I'm a little, a, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about about uh, uh, rules that that are trying to regulate the freedom of speech in a way that it's just not going to function. Uh, I I I don't like the regulation of what people say and do uh, and speak out. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so much because it only it 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 doesn't really work. Because I mean, you and I, 
for instance, and tons of other people would very easily be able to make all these fake posts so that nobody could trace it back to us, right? Yeah. I mean, so you're not going to get caught. I'm not going to get caught. We can do it. The only ones that are going to get caught are the stupid ones. So what kind of law is that it, 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 that, that limits the stupid ones from, from saying and, and, and expressing themselves the same way that you and I do, uh, or if we wanted to? And I, it, I think that I think a lot more emphasis should be put on the fact that you cannot trust information from people you don't know. Uh, I think there's, there's, uh, and that's a, I think that's a disease in in our world right now that there's too big of a trust on the majority of of the masses. You know, just a hundred thousand Facebook users can actually be wrong. You know, a million Twitters can be wrong (laughs) if they're just retweeting the same shit all over. Uh, and, and I think that's the real problem. The problem is not so much that people have financial um, stimulations in what they say or do, because people do. I mean, a lot of the stuff that 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 we discuss, I cannot, you know, even even though I try to 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 have open discussions with people, I cannot totally reject that that I have financial interests in 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 certain aspects of business that may influence what I'm saying. And, mm. and and I don't think that necessarily is wrong. I think it's wrong if 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 people don't know who I am, so they don't have a a way to um, figure out and and judge my 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 input in discussions. So if they know I'm running an SEO company and I'm arguing that SEO is not such a bad thing to buy, you know, of course they know I have an interest in selling this stuff, and and which of course you know may influence their way of of viewing it. What I'm saying, I don't think that's wrong. But if you but if you've if you're an SEO company that is promoting this is I, I'm I'm just reading something on the internet so I'm just going to use this example the Samsung Galaxy mobile phone and you start getting your company to say awesome phone this is fantastic I could not live without this phone if you've never touched the phone before in your life that is influencing people's opinions of that product yeah um, but why and- is it because people are fucking stupid. They believe a of person course. they never met and they don't know anything about in recommending where, where and how to spend their money. That is stupid. Those people should have be punished, not the ones that, that are bringing it out there, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but, that, but that's it. Yeah, but it's, that's, those are the people that need to be detected more than anybody, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 do, I do totally... Uh, um, if, if someone said this is the best app in the world, you know what I mean, and all of a sudden that you read in a forum where it says Danny Sullivan says this is the best app in the world, and then another one David Naylor, I couldn't live without this app, and then there's another one Greg Bozer, it's like I'm so glad that Dave Naylor told me about this. I would never be the same without it. Now, but impersonating, you, impersonating, I think is is a, is a different thing. I'm sure, I, a, I'm sure there's a million Dave Naylors out there. Yeah, but but I think it's it's it's. it's I'm not uh, saying Dave Naylor from Bronco. I'm not saying you know what I mean. And that's the thing. You, it's you, it's you, you're trying to pick through like a thin kind of like. Oh, well, hang on a minute. I know that. I mean, I I mean, obviously, I don't know how many Mikkel Denib. I can never pronounce your surname. Svenston. 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 How do you pronounce your Svenston? Okay. Yeah, so if there was like Dave Naylor, Greg Bowser, Mikkel Denib, uh, Danny Sullivan, and Greg Jabot all say that this is the best, you know what I mean? There's, there's association there. 
But if it's just yep. mixed up with another hundred different type of posts, it becomes a little bit, oh, wow, in a minute. Is that the Greg Bowser that I know or is that a different Greg Bowser? You but know the what I mean? Thing is, but the thing is, uh, the, 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 the comments on, on um, like on public product comments or review sites and things like that, the comments that make people buy, the positive comments that make people buy are not made by famous people they know. It's not because it's people they already know that made the comments. It's because they go to Amazon, they see this book, and they see that 90% of the 400-something people that made a comment, they gave it a top rating. But they don't know any of them. They're not actually looking at their names. So I, did, I think what you're describing of impersonation is a different type of problem. What we're talking about, yeah. what, what I'm talking about here is is the, the general type of reviews where people are just so stupid because they believe uh, the, what the majority of a totally unscientifically selected group of people mean. I mean, the, the, the 400 people that made a review of a specific book at Amazon, they have not been selected. They, 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 they volunteered. And, and who volunteered? You know, who, who wrote those reviews? Who, who wants to write reviews? Uh, people who, who loves it, people who hates it, people who don't care. You know, you never see, you hardly ever see middle of the road stars on reviews like that because people who don't care, they don't write reviews. <laughs> you know, people who love it or people who hate it, they write something. And and so you don't, maybe, and maybe the majority is is in the middle somewhere. So so you only get the polls out of it. So, I mean, it, it, even from a consumer point of view, I think it's, it put, people put in a ridiculous amount of, of emphasis on um, on reviews from from a group of people they don't know anything about, and that that I think is is, is what needs to change, and I think that it's it's it I I just in general don't like the whole idea of trying to regulate what people are allowed to say because every time you put in regulations of what people can say, um, you turn over a very dangerous weapons to politicians, and 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 people that don't necessarily have any. Uh, um, any t- any hands-on experience with the media they're controlling, and they can adjust it. They can they can change and tweak those those the, those, those mechanisms, those tools. Uh, and I don't like them to have those tools. I don't want them to to regulate too much what we are saying. I don't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I think it's. A- would you like to see an advert on TV? You, it, the problem is, is that it's an informed opinion, and the problem is, is the more the more traction that informed opinion brings, then you get that. Unless you go out and buy it yourself, you know what I mean. If you were going to decide to buy a new digital HD camera. You're going to do some sort of research. Now, do you believe the, the camera manufacturer's website, the, they're telling you all the, the best features? Of course they will. But they won't tell you about the negative features. I remember I bought a camera once, and it was you could almost hear it wearing. So in very quiet situations, you could hear a gentle wear all the time from, just from the motor of it. Um, I'm going back a bit when we used to put tapes in um, video cameras. You know what I mean? But they never, ever mentioned that. And if I'd have found a review about that, that would have put me off slightly. You know what I mean? It's like I've got a new Xbox 360, the brand new one, the silent one. It's more noisy than my old one. Now I've but, not why, re- but why is it that, that people are happy to go online and look at some reviews from people they don't know anything about and then base their buyings, their money spending on that? 
when the same people don't do the same thing offline, when you go down on a shopping street, you don't stop people in the middle of the street saying, what dress should I buy? Tell me what shirt to buy. Or, or stopping people you don't know and say, should I buy this shirt? You know, you, why, you know, why do people trust people they never met, they never know anything, they don't know anything about, and, 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 and especially when it comes to an, an expense, expensive uh, item such as a camera or something like that, we're potentially talking several thousands. Um, you know, why, why do people trust people they don't know? That, that's my biggest question. I don't know. I really don't know why people, but I think it's human nature. You know what I mean? Is if if I uh, and I do, I I generally like to believe the stuff that I'm reading on review websites is the truth. It never is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I always kind of find out the afterwards after I've bought something, it doesn't quite do what I wanted to do. You know well, what well, I mean? It's, I I also it, go to review sites a lot when I buy stuff. So so I'm using them as well. I don't just think I'm using them maybe in a little different way because. I'm more viewing it like, like, like listening into a discussion. Uh, even though I may not participate in the discussion, I'm listening into the discussion. So I'm listening to these different arguments. But I'm I'm trying to judge those arguments. I'm trying to listen to what they not only what they're saying, but why they're saying so. Uh, like any other discussion, you know, you're trying to analyze why is he saying so. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a, a, a different agenda than what I have in in, in this topic, and 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 then I take all these different inputs that I can get on this uh, from professional reviewers, from reviewers I don't know anything about, and from from people I may know something about, or or maybe from media's where there's 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 uh, there's journalists or, or reviewers that 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 I've seen their work in the past, so I have kind of a reference with. With, with what preferences they have. And then I try and, and mix it all up together to, to make my own judgments. Of course, this is our only something I do when I'm buying a new car or I'm taking up a new real estate loan or I'm you know buying a new camera or something really expensive. Um, but I think that, that you need to, um, to put a little more, um, what do you call it, um, well, you need you need to understand the sources of what you read and 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 don't put yeah. too much weight on it when it's something that it's I not mean, validated. Here's a perfect example. I'm looking at buying a Blu-ray player for home. Okay, I've never bought yeah. a Blu-ray player before. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of people tell me, you know, I mean, friends of mine say, "Oh, you need to have one that's got like um, BD Live on it." You'll never use it, but at least then you know you've got an Ethernet port on it that'll do the auto updating. And I was reading another article there. Well, this one does have the live thing on it, but it doesn't do auto updating. You need to put a DVD into it. It's got the latest release on it, and that'll flash it. And I'm like, my God, what a minefield! And then all of a sudden, you've got things like. Ones that have got twin HDMI outputs on. I'm like, why the hell would I need a twin HDMI output? Oh, well, that's because it'll do 3D output and 3D sound output on different channels. I'm like, bloody hell, this is becoming a minefield. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it's like, so where do I actually start? Do I start with somewhere like What Hi Fi, which is um, a magazine that I actually read? Um, but that's more of like giving me specifications. Now, if I don't know what the specifications are, it becomes awfully hard for me to actually make an informed call on it. So now I've got to go to a forum um, or a community that is talking about the models that I'm looking at. 
And now I've got to try and work out whether the information I'm actually reading there is from people that's just trying to be helpful or from the companies themselves just trying to promote themselves within the forums. And we got that in, in the SEO industry in the early days. You know what I mean? It's like when um, Google Guy was a webmaster world, we didn't really know he was Google Guy. You know what I mean? The, the masses didn't know he was Google Guy. If someone came along as like uh, Google Dude, you know what I mean? It's like, would he have the same, you know what I mean, same preference? Or if someone came along and said, hey, I, I work for Google, um, what's the problem? I'll help you out. Oh, no, you don't want to put H1s and um, title tags in there. Just leave your title tag as homepage. We can sort it out from there. You know, it's, it's that disinformation that made me leave the SEO forums. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was the the constant. Oh, if you're going to say that, you have to prove it. And it's like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? It's like, and there's your issue right there. It's like the stuff that I say about SEO, whether it's wrong or right, whether it's wrong or right, at that moment of time when I press that keyboard, I'm 100 percent behind what I'm saying. I believe that it's right. And I think that's more important than anything else. But when you get people that basically know that something is wrong and giving disinformation like this link broker is the best person to buy links from knowing damn well it's one of the link brokers members of staff that's saying it you know what i mean it's like i don't but i don't think that is good and then the fact if the link broker then comes along to me and says hey dave if you can vouch for this product i'll give you ten thousand dollars then bro hang on a minute now i'm vouching for it as well because i'm getting paid for it but haven't you no. vouched for things that you don't actually know? I mean, I mean, let's give let me give you a good example: books. On the back of books, or maybe on the on the flip side, inside of of, of the book cover, there's always li- these little reviews of um, of people that 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 um, that that like the book, and and normally you know well-known fee- people within that business. Uh, I had people write on the back of my books, um, people from around the world that knows me. Uh, and I've been writing on the back of other people's books. Um, and in most cases, they never read my book before I wrote it, and uh, or they wrote it, and and I never wrote, uh, I never read that book before I wrote it. I wrote it based on knowing these people. Uh, it's not everybody, well, of course. Exactly. You're not. You're not vouching for the book. You're vouching for the person. I think that's. Well, it different. actually comes out as vouching for the book. <laughs> you know, we, you know, but 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 I do it because I, I because I trust this guy. Now, I mean, if you wrote a book and, and, and you told me what it was about, I wouldn't I wouldn't ha- have a problem vouching for it because I would I would know what you would deliver in it. So so yeah. I don't think that would be wrong. Um, and and but. Is it wrong of you to bring it there, even though that my vouching of your book is somehow, you know, you could argue that it's somehow uh, motivated by being a good friend of yours or, or, you know, whatever motivation there is behind it. That That's not just objectively, uh, uh, you know, an objective uh, comment. Can I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong in that. Um, no. No, but that, that's but again, it's the, the interpret. If you said, um, "I've just finished reading Dave Naylor's book, and this is an absolute fantastic read. Everyone should buy it," then I th- then I would have an issue with that if you haven't yeah. read the book. Yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Because I, uh, yeah. because it, I, because then you're lying. You know what I mean? And but, but you people, you know what I mean? Then if someone turned around to you and said, "That book was shit, man," 
You know what I mean? It's like, really? Was it? Oh, I thought it was quite good. What, you thought the part where he <laughs> went on for like 12 paragraphs <laughs> about how to write a good title tag and just waffled on and on and on and on? It's, you know what I mean? It's that kind of like, bah. Anyway, let's cut for a break because we'll just go yeah. on about this forever and ever and ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we <laughs> and then need to we'll, do that. Then we we come back, <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about who's suing Google next. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> the lower the temperature drops, the closer you are to AFCON 2010 Miami. Book a luxurious suite for AFCON 2010 Miami at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort and Club by logging on to bit.ly slash AFCON Miami. Escape the cold and embark to our winter oasis for affiliate marketers at AFCON 2010 Miami, December 8th through 10th. You can register now by going to AFCON2010.com. That's A-F-F-C-O-M-2010.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Strike Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the final part of Strike Point. Um, okay, so who's suing Google and who's winning at the moment? Yeah. Uh, Spain. Oh, Spain is suing Google for one of our personal favorites, isn't it, Mikkel? Street yeah. View. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and this goes down to, again, the point that... They took people's data while driving around from wireless points that weren't password protected. This yeah. could get expensive for them. Um, Google could face fines between 60 and 600,000 euros for each offense. Oh. Now, the more. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if my brain's, wo- my brain's working correctly on this. I'm sure there's a lot of open Wi-Fi points out there. 
yeah. Even so, Spain, I think, yeah. Yeah. Google Spain quoted the newspaper El Mundo saying that the company uh, deeply regrets having collected data in Spain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are deeply yeah. regretting collecting the information. Now they do. Now they do. <laughs> yeah. uh, the data was not used in any form or in any Google product, and the company has never intended to use it in that way. So why not just dump all that data, Google? You know what I mean? Because they've never come out of there and said, we collected the data, we have deleted the data. Um, so I'm still and kind I don't, of like... I still, don't, I still don't believe, and that's just, just, of course, my personal opinion, but I still don't believe for a second that this was somehow a mistake done by some uh, lower-level uh, uh, Google employee. No. It, 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 to me, that sounds exactly like the same argument that some rapers have. Of course, uh, no, no, no relation uh, intended. But, but you know, like, oh, but it was just a mistake. I mean, you don't, you don't implement a a, a, a Wi-Fi tracking system and store it uh, by yeah. mistake. You, you do it because you want to do it and because there's a purpose in doing it. Uh, it, it doesn't happen by mistake. Um, it, it's a, and, 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 and I, you know, I, I still haven't heard them, them explain uh, exactly, exactly why they, 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 they did this, this type of, of, of tracking, except some, some kind of weak excuses. But um, this, this is, this is totally ridiculous. Yeah. And I also think that, I mean, I, I definitely can see the, 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 the good value in, in, in Street View. And if they can make a business out of that, uh, great. But I think that uh, I, as we talked about before, I just don't understand why they apparently spend so little time on trying to win the people in this. They yeah. they are, are they are pushing the limits. They are more or less deliberately, it looks like, breaking laws, uh, and they're pushing the laws to the very very limit. Uh, for instance, like. In Denmark, uh, you're not you're allowed to you're actually allowed to photograph people on public grounds. So driving around in the streets taking pictures is fine. There's no law against that. Um, but you're not allowed to take pictures of people on the private grounds without their their approval, of course. So if they drive by my garden and and and, uh, and they can they have because the camera is so high, they can actually see my kids playing in the garden and they take pictures of that. Now when they drove by my garden, they they were not out playing. So. My kids are not on those pictures, but they are pictures of my garden. They're pictures that goes in through my windows. Uh, that's not legal. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But, um, you know, the problem is that the, 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 the data protection agencies in Denmark cannot sue Google for this. Uh, it's it's uh, legally in Denmark a, a, a case between the individual uh, offended and Google. So so we each, each one of us have to, to file a suit. So. Which, of course, I mean... Nobody, nobody does that. Which brings me back to 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 related issue to this because maybe they should, uh, especially if yeah. you're in SEO, because it's still in most in in most countries, uh, Google have not been sued for anything, and and um, so it's still one of the probably one of the best link baits that you can do. Sue Google. You you, you do get <laughs> you do get a lot of a lot of press. Sometimes you even hit the national news when you sue Google. And and the fact is, a lot of countries like Denmark, I guess you could probably sue Google for I don't know maybe ten thousand uh, pound or maybe less, maybe a, a couple of thousand pound um, in expenses, and and you would gain a ton of attention, much much more advertising value than you would gain from anything else. Yeah. Spending that type of money. 
Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe more people should actually sue Google. <laughs> and on suing Google, um, a New York judge has just ordered Google to reveal the identities of some of its users to um, basically Carla Franklin is an ex-model that there was basically uh, someone did a per, uh, skanks in New York and they called her an old hag, a psycho lying whore, um, you know what I mean, the, and really loads of like just, she was just flamed on the internet and she decided to find out who the hell this was um, and Google's just been told by a New York judge they've got to hand over the data. So this kind of throws in and you know what I mean, this is a whole you know what I mean this could actually be the end of people hiding behind their keyboards. Well, I I don't think so. Uh you know, it, it's it has still proven to be very difficult to identify everybody like there's uh, there's now in Denmark that there's talk about implementing a very soft version of the three strikes uh, law that we've seen in other places on on um, on, on pirating so if you um, basically if you if you um, if you download or share files from P2P networks and 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 the copyright holders find out that you, that your IP or, or an IP I should say um, do this, then um, they cannot actually gain your name um, uh, right now unless they go to court, and that's very expensive, and they have to prove the case, and they don't want to do that and all that. So this new law that they're they're, they're talk, talking about enforcing, you will um, turn over this IP to the ISPs. And they will have to, or another agency will have to send a letter to uh, the, the the person that that owned the IP uh, for that particular time, and um, and uh, send them a letter letting them know that they they violated laws and stuff. And and then after the second letter, um, no more letters will be sent. But but then the the copyright holders will know that two letters have been sent, and so they can they can start prosecuting uh, instead. And long story, but. The fact is that what, what came out of this whole discussion is that especially the mobile operators, the mobile data operators, because they apparently, especially, I don't know if it's just in Denmark, they don't have access to enough IPs. So they actually share um, a, a big chunks of users are, are, being, being, are sharing the same IPs at the same time. Um, they, they, you know, have some kind of a balancing system on, on, on that, so a pooling system. Um, so basically, they say that that up to a thousand people are, are in the same pool at the same time. So it's very actually yeah, very but difficult. This, it's but actually very not, difficult. This is not from an I. It's not from an IP point of view. If I create a Google account, Google knows instantaneously a lot of information about me. It knows my searching patterns. It knows which websites I go to. I'll end up using Gmail. I'll log into my AdWords account. I've got a credit card in there. And all of a sudden, they know who I am. Yeah, and that's in that case, in that case and, it, it's just a question yeah. of Google giving up that data. And that should be very easy for them to get. To get. Yeah. But, but it's just the, the, the whole idea that it's always easy to find out who does what is, 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 is still very blurry. It's it's not very always very easy to find out uh, who did it, and also this is what the copyright holders learned by by filing cases in Denmark is that they had to learn it the hard way. The, what we all were, all of us knew to begin with is that IP is not equal a person. 
So, so yeah. um, just because they have an IP doesn't mean that that they know who actually did something. Um, but even just finding out who rented the IP, what customer used the IP at a particular time, um, can actually be apparently be very very tricky, uh, especially for the mobile providers uh, apparently. Um, so, so and and then going from the IP to identifying the person because then if you have an unprotected open network or if you have several family members or friends or maybe it's a it's a cafe or something where other people come in use it and whatever you know it, it it's uh, um, i mean imagine imagine if 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 um, if some violation happened on 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 one of your networks uh, would it be easily for easy for you to identify the the, the actual person <laughs> if the police turn up at your company one day and say oh you know, from your IP, this or this uh, was done. Hey, would it be easy? For yeah, well, if if they weren't clever, yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if t- to me, it was like um, one of the guys in the UK is running, like, the most influential SEOs in the UK at the moment, and someone came in and totally kind of, like, tried to game it. Um one of my other friends said, we're trying to find out who this IP address is. I got hold of the IP address. It took me 15 minutes to work out exactly who it was. I'm not going to say who it is because they were just having a bit of a, a jolly. But that was could have been a reputation management issue of ginormous scale. Um, but that is a story, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. for another day. Because I we've run so. out of time. We're running out of time again. <laughs> yeah. We're talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> Always, yeah. I hope that we will uh, be back next Monday live again. I think we're on a, on a roll uh, these weeks. Yeah. Had a, last week we had a really good uh, show with uh, Deezer Johnson, who stepped in for, for you kindly. And um, I hope you are not going anywhere next week, right? Um, when is the SEO Pro seminar? I hope, I'll, I'll find out. I'll let you know beforehand anyway. <laughs> I don't think it's next week I'm away. I might be I might be doing another conference. Oh help me someone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will find out, I'll let you know though. Okay. Yeah. Peace out guys. Week. Yeah. Bye bye.